The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers. And welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS Today. This is your Tuesday, April 20th edition. I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I am joined by the one and only William is Bill. Will Harris, how you doing tonight, Will? I'm doing good, Santino. Glad to be back with you. Got a small five-game slate. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it's a should be a quick one here. Um, that's a good thing, as as you can attest to. I can go back to my my nap. <laughs> Old man Santino. <laughs> <laughs> Old man Santino took a quick nap before this. Um, but yeah, it's a five game slate, and it's very weird how the times are working on this on this slate. We have three games to kick it off off the night at seven thirty. That start at seven thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then the other two games start at ten p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we just have a massive gap in between there, uh, and. Uh, it's a weird one. Yeah, uh, the NBA schedule has been all over the place all season, so you know <laughs> that's just how it goes. Exactly, it's it's uh, one of those nights. Um, but yeah, before we get in into it, man, I do want to give a quick shout out over to our guys over at Manscape, uh, the number one destination for men's below the waist grooming. Uh, if you're not familiar with Manscaped, you are not familiar with the Perfect Package 3.0, uh, which comes with the awesome Lawnmower 3.0. I have one myself. Uh, this thing glides just like a lawnmower. Uh, and, and that Perfect Package comes with my personal favorite in the entire package, the Manscaped Boxers, super comfortable, uh, the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, uh, all this other good stuff. But the Perfect Package 3.0, you can get that and anything else from Manscaped, uh, 20% off with free shipping. And all you got to do is enter the promo code HOOPBALL20. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. And also our guys over at MyBookie, simply the best sports book out there. Uh, it's the only sports book I trust with all my all my bets and, and NBA bets, MLB bets that are going on now, NFL before. Uh, UFC, MMA, any type of bets there. But uh, if you want to enter, you can get up to half or halfway up to a thousand bucks. You get your first deposit matched. All you have to do is uh, go to the promo code or enter the promo code Hoopball when you're signing up. That's H O O P B A L L. And again, you get half your deposit matched up halfway up to a thousand bucks. And it has not only uh, sports bets and, and gambling and stuff or, or betting. Uh, but you have a fully fledged casino pla- platform with uh, actual dealers in your games too, if you, if you wanted to do that. So that's another spot or another place that I, I absolutely love. Um, but man, is there anything you want to say before we head on into this five gamer? I mean, as we're recording this right now, Steph Curry has 43 points and has hit nine three pointers. Um, so I just had to shout out Steph Curry real quick, but you know, that's, that's light work for Steph Curry. So we'll get, we'll get into this slate now. Yeah. He is on a heater that just gets hotter and hotter as, as he keeps going. Uh, yeah, but we, like you said, we'll get into this five gamer, uh, and 
as I mentioned before, we have three games that start at 7.30 p.m., and the other two games start at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so it's kind of weird, and if you're in that, if you have a couple people in the first where that first wave starts and we don't have enough news for the last two games, uh, you're going to have to make some tough decisions because that's, that's where we are here. But uh, let's jump into this first game, man. It is the Orlando Magic at the Atlanta Hawks. And this, of the five games that we have while we're doing this podcast right now, this is the only spread that we have of the five games. Uh, we have the Hawks as 12.5-point home favorites. And the total is two twenty one. Yep, twelve and a half a point home favorites. <laughs> and I could see a couple other these, uh, maybe one more of these spreads being a little bit big. Uh, but on the injury report for the uh, the Hawks side, we have Chris Dunn, Danilo Gallinari, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, Tony Snell, all out. And we have Orlando for the Orlando Magic, Michael Carter Williams, James Ennis. Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Otto Porter, Terrence Ross, all out. Uh, and it is important to note, we have zero teams on the back end of a back-to-back, but we do have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the ten teams on, a, on the front end of a back-to-back. If you are the Orlando Magic, the Charlotte Hornets, or the New Orleans Pelicans, you are not on the front end of a back-to-back. Every other team is on the front end of a back-to-back, just so we uh, get that out of the way very quickly. So in this first game, the Magic, front end of a back-to-back, Hawks not. Uh, And with everything I mentioned, man, let's start with the Magic. Both these teams have a laundry list of players on the injury report, uh, but who in this first game are you looking at uh, on the Magic side? Yeah, for the Magic side, I think I have to look at uh, Wendell Carter Jr. at 6,600. You know, his last two games weren't, incredible but you know he you know he has that potential to go anywhere from 45 to 55 draft king points because he's getting the minutes he should get the uh double double uh you know he has that potential every night uh i think you can look at cole anthony if you haven't noticed he is back you know his last two games uh well over value at 36 and 39 draft king points so he's getting back into the mix getting those starters minutes now uh, so, you know, that's his job over Michael Carter-Williams. So uh, you can also look at um, Chuma Okiki at 5,500. Just going to be a solid play, nothing special there. Um, he should put up value. And the only other guy I'm really looking at is Gary Harris, way down at 4,400. Um, he's just, like I said, like Chuma Okiki, solid value. But he's getting those minutes, too. He's uh, putting my man Dwayne Bacon on the bench. So he took that slot um, and I think his production will only get better game by game. Uh, so, anybody you're looking at on the Magic? Yeah, and I'm kind of I'm with you for the most part. This with so many people injured. You, I mean, you have MCW, Terrence Ross, Porter, uh, Ennis. All of those those four people get minutes. Uh, so it dwindles down the rotation. Uh, I think Wendell Carter Jr., like you mentioned, is in play for me at 6600. He's been getting the lion's share even in the last game when Mobamba came back. He got the lion's share of minutes, and he put up 39 points. Uh, this isn't as good of a matchup against Capella, but he could still bring back value here. Uh, Okiki, 5,500, I think, even though his play, like you mentioned, it, it's kind of dwindled down a little bit, 
Uh, he's still going to see a lot of bit, a lot of minutes. There's not really many alternatives on the team, so I don't mind him there. I do like Mo Bamba and Gary Harris. I don't know if you, I couldn't remember if you mentioned Bamba, but even in a limited role, if he's seeing 20 minutes, uh, this guy's a permanent, just a very good permanent guy. Uh, in the last game, when he came back after a couple of missed games, 11 points, nine boards in 16 minutes. It's uh, that was the most rebounds he's had in in a bit in a while, uh, probably nearly all season, but uh, in short minute or short minutes, he's putting up double digit points and he, he should bring back value. Even if he sees uh, 19, like you mentioned, Gary Harris, 4,400, he's going to play the lion's share of minutes to start. Um, that's a good price tag. And I, as much as I hate it, Dwayne Bacon, same thing. He's going to play a good, <laughs> good amount of minutes. Yeah. With everyone hurt. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he has to, but I prefer Gary Harris. If I had the choice between the two, I'm just throwing him in there as another option. Um, but yeah, I like most of the guys you like, and, and I would throw in Bamba and to a lesser degree, uh, Dwayne Bacon as well. I mean, there's uh, just, did you hear anything on Bamba? Like why he played that three minute game? Did he get hurt? Oh yeah. He got hurt in that game. That's why he missed, okay. um, he missed the next couple games after that. He hurt his hip, but then he came back uh, for the first time in about a week, yeah. Okay, and, yeah, with him being healthy, yeah, that's that's a good play, too. Good call. And I don't I don't think he'll play more than 24, 25 minutes if, if they, him and uh, Carter split right down the middle. But his per-minute numbers say he could bring back value even in that at low 4,600. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'd love to see Wendell Carter get all the minutes, but, you know, I guess they're <laughs> – they have nothing to play for, really. So I want to see what I'm curious to see, especially while they're dealing with injuries, is and doesn't really matter. But I want to see them play them together for a few minutes. They, I, we saw that happen a little bit before, especially when they had, still had Ken Burke. But it hasn't been since, and I know he missed a week. But I would like to see even four or five minutes of them together, which gets extra minutes for both of them. Um, I know it's a big lineup, and they probably don't like how the defense looks, but it's not like they're playing for wins. So just get them on the floor. If they were to do it, this would be a good matchup against the Hawks with um, Capella and John Collins. They're pretty big. Yeah, they could. And and, yeah, I I wasn't even thinking of that either. (laughs) So that's a a good thing there. Maybe they do get a few um, minutes together here and where Carter can play 20 or 31 minutes or so. And Bamba can play 25 or so. That'd be pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Right, man. Uh, but let's jump on over to this Atlanta Hawks side of the ball. And what are you looking at here? Like you mentioned, John Collins came back. Uh, Trey Young played in the last one. Uh, we don't have Gallo, Hunter, but we're we're getting a little bit healthier than the Hawks have been lately. Yeah, uh, you start off with the big man, uh, Clint Capella, at 9,100. Um, you know, his price point has been going up. You're like, 9,100? He's in the 8,000s early in the season. But his, uh, you know, his last game he had 66 drafting points, so that's going to raise your projection. But other than that, he's probably going to get you a 50 pointer. Uh, I wouldn't expect uh, anything higher than that, uh, especially you know, like we said against the Magic, he has a you know big lineup to go against, <clears throat> and this could be a blowout, so he might not get a full complement of minutes. So that's something to consider. Uh, Trey Young is at 9,000. Trey's kind of been up and down, uh, but when he's up. He's great in the 60s, you know, but he's been down in the 30s and 20s also. But you know what you're getting when you get Trey Young. Basically the same with Clint Capella. Um, you're paying for it, but they can hit value. Um, 
the two guys I'm looking at that are kind of a sneakier play are Bogdan Bogdanovich at 7,800. He's been really consistent and playing really well his last four games. Um, and out of the last six games, it's five out of six. He's played very well. Um, and, you know, so I think he's got his groove back. He's getting comfortable with the team. Uh, he's getting that production. Uh, normally I would stop there, but Kevin Herter has been playing well, you know, lately. He's been, you know, ramping back up to where he's almost, he almost can get you Bogdan's potential at $2,000 less. So if you can spend up, get Bogdan. If you're trying to save some money to get someone else in your lineup, I think you could potentially put Herter in your lineup at 5600 That's all I'm looking at for the Hawks. And I like it. And I think that's a, that's a pretty good explanation. Obviously, Bogdan's play lately shows that his upside is much higher. Uh, but now that you have Collins back, you have Trey Young back, and you have just the magic on the other side of the ball, even though they've been fighting, uh, it's still a tanking-type magic team. Uh, you don't have to push any of these guys, and, and you could play Herter uh, more minutes and, and let him kind of run a lot of the offense if this game starts turning into a blowout. Uh, but I'm kind of with you. Capella is an option. Trey Young is an option. I don't necessarily know how much um, I'm going to want to spend almost or 9100 on Capella uh, with some of the other options like, like Towns a little bit there. But um, yeah. this this matchup is just – it's super easy for all of these guys. They, they, you're playing – backups for the most part and on a, on a bad team so it's just a great matchup if this game can stay somewhat competitive where they get full minutes i don't mind going there but i'm probably going to reserve it more for tournament options and less less cash uh, just because i don't really want to spend super high when i know that uh, there's other options there that probably should be playing more and, and obviously towns is someone we're gonna have to keep an eye on because he, he left the last game but um yeah, I think you mentioned, I think what you said um, was good, and I, I don't really want to look at anybody else outside of or under Kevin Herter. He's probably where I cut it off on this team, uh, unless tomorrow we wake up and then Trey Young's all of a sudden questionable, Capella's questionable because they say, eh, you know what, we're playing Orlando at home. We don't really mm-hmm. need to play any of these guys. Then it Then it will change things up for me. I totally agree. All right, man. I like it. Uh, and the next game we'll jump into is also at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is the Charlotte Hornets at the New York Knicks. Uh, I had to slow it down there. <laughs> uh, we do not have a, a spread for this one, but we do have an injury report. Uh, on the Hornets side, we have LaMelo Ball out, and I know you're excited, but it was just announced by Shams and Woj that he got cleared to return to some basketball activities and it's possible that Lamelo could return in seven to ten days before we get into the rest of it uh as our resident sucker of a charlotte hornets fan <laughs> how do you feel about that yeah i saw the alert that uh he could go back to practicing individual drills i didn't see the seven to ten days wow that's that's faster than a lot of people expected i thought maybe playoffs but uh wow that's that's great for the team uh Wow, I'm surprised by that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's what uh, Woj said. I, I, I was surprised, too. I thought maybe that's a, an aggressive target. But um, anytime him or Sham say something, or like yeah. Adam Schefter, I always say, okay, I mean, if they said it, uh, <laughs> I guess. 
But yeah, he said there was optimism that he could possibly return in in a week to ten days, which damn did not expect that. Yeah, they they have that ninety nine percent accuracy. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, but um, anyway, wait, whoa, you you were about to say something. I, 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 nah, let's just go. Let's just go. You, you threw me <laughs> off with this, man. I, I can't believe it. So I'm happy. You know, my spirits were down. You know. I'm, let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. All right. <laughs> <laughs> On the Hornets outside of LaMelo, you have Nate Darling, Gordon Hayward, and Malik Monk all out, and Devontae Graham as questionable. On the Knicks, you have Alec Burks and Mitch Robb as out. Uh, Hornets are the away team. I'll let you start with your team. How are you feeling about them um, with, with you know, the three three higher guards, or because Malik Monk comes off the bench anyway, but three Starter caliber, starter caliber guards. Oh my god, I can't talk. Out <laughs> and Graham questionable. Ugh, yeah, take it, take uh, it away. Well, yeah, Graham is a um, big key on who you if, if you play anyone on this team. Um, if he plays, you know that hurts Rozier a little bit, and then you can't really trust Graham because it'll be his first game back. So, but as long as uh, Devontae Graham is out, I think you have no problem playing Terry Rozier at eight thousand. Uh, he completely went off um, his last three games. Um, so when he has the reins all to himself, he's pretty much a lot. You know, and like we just talked about Atlanta with Trey Young, he's $1,000 more, and he hasn't been playing as well as Rozier with everyone out on the Hornets. So uh, he's someone you have to consider. Um, you can look at Miles Bridges. He's been playing out of his mind lately also. He was uh, kind of a guy that was under um, – producing all year and uh even though he was playing great with Lamelo, uh as far as alley-oops and that connection his stats were not what we wanted to be all year but he's getting there now with everyone injured uh for the most part and uh pj washington is back uh, last game he had 45 drafting points so that's great um you can look at him now because he's at 5400 earlier in the season he was in the 7000s and that was just unplayable so with him being at 5,400, that's when you can finally consider putting him in your lineup. Uh, and another sneaky play, you just got to hear a word more on the injury report, is Vernon Carey Jr. He is the rookie, second-round pick. Um, he, with when I think P.J. Washington was out, he's got 32 drafting points. So if P.J. Washington is limited in any way, uh, or if Vernon, Vernon Carey Jr., is announced he's going to get more minutes in this game, he's a potential uh, steal of a play you can put in. But if he's not, you know, going to get the minutes, you can't use him. But just he's a name to keep an eye out on. What do you think of my Hornets? Yeah, and um, for me, I, I think Rozier is an option just because we have Hayward out, LaMelo out, Monk out, possibly Graham out. I think Graham's more uh, leaning towards out than playing. So that's that's where I my head's at right now that they're not even going to have Graham, and that means Terry Rozier is going to be the Sato point guard again, and I like him. Bridges is an option, but I that price tag is so high, and I'd rather just uh, pay the $500 extra and get Rozier, who's been doing it uh, consistently uh, all season. So that's where my head's at uh, on those two guys. Um, if Graham plays, I, I'm not going to go to him, but I, I'm like I said, I'm leaning towards him not playing. I think McDaniels and, and P.J. Washington are both decent options just because so much usage is out. Um, we, we already know this. I would lean towards P.J. Washington. Him being at 5'4", that's that's a very low price tag 
like you mentioned, uh, that's low than he was pretty much all year. So uh, that's where we're getting him early, early in the season. Uh, and um, I think we could attack that there, even in a tough matchup. Um, and then for me, it would be Cody Martin if Graham misses. He's been getting a lot of rotten. Uh, I, you can look at Vernon Carey, but him going from 30-plus minutes without P.J. Washington and then seven <laughs> with him kind of scares me. Um, that's mm-hmm. that's a, very volatile. If he's in the starting lineup, I guess, yeah, but uh, it still comes with a lot of volatility. So um, I know they like the Martin brothers and, and Cody specifically, so I don't mind going there at 41. Uh, but I think I would stick to Rozier, P.J. Washington as my two favorite. And then uh, little Cody Martin if Graham misses, because one of those guys are going to be in the starting lineup. If they play bigger, couldn't look at uh, Carey. If they play smaller, uh, Cody Martin should snag the, the starting lineup again. Yep, yep, I agree. And then, you know, they're obviously playing against the Knicks, who you don't like playing anyone against the Knicks because yeah. they got great defense. So that hurts <laughs> them too. Yeah, I, I hate playing against the Knicks. Uh, so I don't usually target them, but they're, I mean, P.J. Washington at 5'4", that's just a lot cheap. This guy's been consistently in the mid-6Ks and, and even 7Ks uh, for mm-hmm. a while. So uh, that's just a big discount, too, even though this is a tough matchup, and uh, whether he plays center or power forward. Uh, it's just a lot cheaper than we normally get. So that's when I like to target guys like that. I agree. All right, man. And on the flip side, we have the Knicks. And... They're getting a lot of uh, – they're, they're playing against the, the Hornets who play fast, and they're missing a lot of their, their people in the backcourt. But can you take advantage of anyone on this side of the ball? Uh, we know Alec Burks is out and Mitch Robb is, is out too, but does that – does Burks miss or does Burks being out make you gravitate more towards like an R.J. Barrett, Derek Rose, Bullock, and the, those backcourt guys, or, or do you stick with uh, – Randall or Noel or the advantage that a lot of teams have against the Hornets in the front court? Uh, it makes me look at one guy that's Derrick Rose at 5,100. Um, he's been playing very well lately and that price is not too crazy. Uh, last game he made the um, the game tying assist uh, for them to hit the three and go into overtime. I mean, he just, it, you know, he has the veteran experience and uh, Tibbs trusts him and loves him, obviously. So I could look at Rose at 5,100. Um, I'm looking at uh, Nerlens Noel at 4,500. He got banged up uh, last game, but they said he's all right with his bruised uh, hand. And he's just putting up quality production all around. Last game he had 12 and 8 with two blocks. Uh, that's the type of production we're looking for from him <clears throat> that he should be able to you know, bring in this matchup. And then the only other guy you have to look at is Julius Randle. Price point is super high. He's normally in the 9,000. He has moved all the way up to 10,100 and that's just because of how great he's been playing I mean he I mean he's guaranteed 50 and 60 between 50 and 60 draft pin points pretty much every game I mean he's he is the team like he he'll bring the ball of court shoot three-pointers you know dominate the paint I mean he's just he's the guy you know so that price point might be a little scary to most people but he's been more consistent than most so you could, if you have the money, you can get them in your lineup. Um, they're not a ton of value plays tonight, so it might be hard, but he's someone you can consider in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, so I, I like, I'd prefer 
paying up for Randall over like uh, Capella just because I think there's a higher upside and, and a better matchup. Not not necessarily that Orlando is bad, but that they could just beat him so badly that uh, they don't have to play them so much, uh, so much. But Randall has been awesome lately, and the last three games he's averaging over 43 minutes a game. In the last one, he played 47 against the Pelicans. Like, wow, it, it, this guy's not leaving the floor right now. Uh, they're winning basketball games. They've won six straight games. Thibodeau is just riding his guys uh, into the playoffs and, and right now out of a play-in game. So I can I could see him do that, continue to do that. And if anybody's playing over 40 minutes, I know his price is over 10K, which is a lot, uh, who's an all-star also. We got to look at him, and it and his assists have been rising again. Um, I know they took a lull for a little bit, but they're starting to go back up there. They're starting to run a lot more of the offense again through Randall, uh, whether it's scoring or him uh, making the right play. So I like going there. Um, well, yeah, I do ten assists last game. Yeah, and and there are a couple double digit assists in his last uh, ten games. So he's been been playing pretty well. Uh, I think Reggie Bullock is a guy that. I don't mind going to at 4-5 uh, just because we know Alec Burks is out. This guy is just going to get a bunch of run also. Uh, he's played 37, 41, and 35 minutes in the last three. And while he's taking uh, about nine shots a game, that's good enough. He's, he's getting a lot of minutes, and his, he's hitting a lot of threes. Most of his shots are coming from distance, so he's bringing back uh, just a little bit of value here. And this matchup is very good, so I don't mind going there. Uh, Barrett and Rose are are both pretty solid to me. I'm leaning more towards Barrett. I think it's like a, a RJ Barrett game, um, but I don't mind going with either. I think they both have some some good upside in this game. And Nerlens Noel, so uh, just a good matchup. He's playing a lot of minutes. Uh, he has over about or just under 30 minutes in the last three games. Uh, so he's getting more run, and and they're not throwing it all on Taj Gibson like they they were a little bit. Uh, so yeah, right. <laughs> uh, the starting five for this team looks pretty good to me. I think it's a good matchup, fast pace. Uh, so it's a pace up for them, and I, I think all their prices are are fair. Uh, I would love, like you mentioned, Randall to be back in that higher nine or, or mid nine, like nine six to nine nine. But even at ten one, uh, with the way he's playing and the way he's not coming off the floor on uh, this type of matchup, I can I can take a look at him. Yeah, and I mean, that's a great call on Bullock. You know, he's not going to be exciting, but he should be guaranteed to get at least 20. Uh, and R.J. Barrett, he has that potential to get 40, but he just his, – his inconsistency scares me, but he can easily get 40 drafting points. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of how risky you want to be. <laughs> I like it. Um, and then, yeah, man, you want to – let's jump on over to the last game at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is the – uh, Brooklyn Nets at the New Orleans Pelicans. We have no spread again. Uh, we only had that in the first game. But we have an injury report. For the Nets, we have Aldridge, Chris Chioza, Nick Claxton, Spencer Dinwiddie, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Tyler Johnson, Reggie Perry, all out. And on the Pelicans, we have Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Josh Hart, both out, and James Johnson as doubtful. Uh, again, if you guys uh, skipped ahead a little bit, the Knicks, the Hawks, both on the front ends of a back-to-back, and so are the Nets. Uh, 
the Pelicans are one of the few teams not. But we'll start with the Nets side of the ball, and uh, I'll start this one. You started the first two, so we'll switch things up slightly. And, yeah, we have no Harden, no Durant, in a super fast-paced matchup. Uh, so one of the reasons why I was hesitant to pay for Trey at 9K is because we have Kyrie at 9-9, and without his superstar teammates, this is a uh, he he is easily the number one option on this team, and this is just a super fast-paced matchup. Uh, the Pelicans can't really guard opposing point guards, whether ball plays or not. It doesn't really matter. They go off against them, uh, and, and Kyrie Irving's going to have the ball in his hands a ton. 9-9, you can feel comfortable paying him uh, up for him. Joe Harris, 5-9, he's going to get as many open shots as he wants. Uh so I don't mind going there. I'm not going to actively go there just because he doesn't do as much outside of shooting, but he's just another option there. If you're, uh, you only have a spot or two left and you're around that six K range. Uh, he's, he's an option for me there. I won't actively target him, but he has, he's going to have quite a few open shots to his name. Blake Griffin, not a guy that I actively go to again, but, um, there's no, Claxton, there's no Aldridge, there's no Durant. They don't really want to run DeAndre Jordan. He he didn't even DeAndre Jordan didn't even play in the last game, so you have to think Blake Griffin's going to be playing a little bit, huh? Five um, K, you can take that plunge there. And as I just ragged on DeAndre Jordan, I mean they have to play him now, don't they? At thirty nine hundred, if he's starting, I'll look at him. If he's not. I don't even know if we'll see the floor because they played Elise Johnson over him and everybody. Uh, so if he's not starting, then I, I don't trust that he even plays, even though they're so shorthanded. If he is starting at 3,900 in this matchup, then I like him because um, they have Jeff Green also. But um, I do like uh, Landry Shamit. He's been playing awesome. Dude, dude just dropped 30 points. Uh, he's only 4-4 right now. He only went up a couple hundred. But in the last... Uh, four four games, 30, 20, 17, 19 actual points. He's taking a lot of shots. He's probably going to take the second most shots on the team. And at uh, only 4,400 in this type of matchup, you can sign me up for that. And I mentioned Elise Johnson very briefly, but at 3,400, he should see over 20 minutes in this one too. And he's another guy if you're uh, – we haven't had many people that were digging in the bargain bin for yet, uh, but he is one of them that I will do so. Yeah, you pretty much covered the whole team. I don't think you mentioned uh, Bruce <laughs> Bruce Brown though. Uh, yep. At forty forty nine hundred, he interests me. Um, he, he's not been scoring as much as Landry Shamit, but his other all around production has been giving him a same amount of DraftKings points. You know, averaging close to thirty around thirty or so DraftKings points the last three games, four games. Um, so he's in that same boat as well. And yeah, you mentioned Blake at five thousand. That's a great price, I believe, with everyone out. Um, and yeah, definitely keep an eye on DeAndre Jordan because he could be the player tonight at 3,900 if he starts. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. I, I would expect him to play, so we'll just have to wait and see on that. But yeah, Kyrie, 9,900. Uh, normally, <laughs> when you look at the Nets, you want to play one of the big three, um, and that's it. You don't want to touch the rest of the team. But with everyone out, Kyrie is a great player at 9,900. Yeah, and, and at most, they're going to have nine available players. Uh, and that's if they decide, because this is the front end of a back-to-back for them with with very shorthanded. So maybe they say, uh, Blake Griffin, we're just going to hold you out of this one. I don't even know if they can 
<laughs> if they'll right. have enough players if they do that. But uh, right now, this team looks in this environment, this matchup it, it, with all these people out. It looks like the team that I want to uh, get a f- good amount of exposure to and find a lot of cheap, nicer or nicer cheap plays here. This is this is the guys that I'm going to do it at. Yep, yep, I agree. All right, man, and then we'll flip it on over to the Nor- Pelican side, Nerland side. Um, mm-hmm. And we have Zion at 9,700 coming off uh, a 42-minute game. He, he dropped 55 DraftKings points. In four of the last five games or five of the last six games, he's been very good, uh, bringing back value. And then he had that one clinker in the middle of it against Washington. Go figure. Um, but at 9,700, that's kind of pricey for me. And while he... He can easily take that down. I don't know if I'm going to have much exposure to him. I already mentioned a couple people that I, I like over there. Uh, and then at some point, I'm going to have to knock someone off. And it might be here. I, I think I'd rather just go Randall for $400 more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see exactly what happens on the injury report and, and whatnot for this team. Because they are kind of tanking, but not really. It's really weird. Um, but I don't. I think Brandon Ingram at 8-4 is a solid play. Uh, and Lonzo Ball at 7K. I wish that was mid-600s. Um, I don't mind that either. I just know I'm not going to really go there because I think he's still on some sort of minutes limit. So out of the big three, I like Ingram the most. Uh, and then it's uh, people like Najee Marshall at 5K. The guy's playing a lot of minutes, and, and if um, James Johnson ultimately sits, that's extra minutes for him. And at 5K, I don't mind going there i i think we can go there and adams is five two don't mind going there either this brooklyn team we could attack in the front court already and now they lost claxton they don't have perry they don't have Hart or, or durant uh, we could look there again but adams isn't safe for me i'd rather take the chance on marshall on a different position but he's still out uh outside right on the cusp of my player pool I totally disagree with you. Everything you said Oof. was incorrect. <laughs> you know, just horrible. <laughs> no, uh, I just I do like Stephen Adams at fifty two hundred. You know, his production has been a lot better the last four games than it has been, you know, for quite some while for this team. Um, and you know, depending on who Brooklyn is going to play at center, um, I could see him getting a lot of minutes in this game, especially against DeAndre Jordan. Um, you know, they're going to have the two big bodies going at it. You know, possibly, but um, if not DeAndre Jordan. It's probably going to be a smaller, you know, opponent to where he can dominate the rebounds. And, you know, he should just be a safe play to get you around 30 DraftKings points. Um, and, you know, like you said, Zion at 9,700. Uh, you look at that name, you're like, I want him in my lineup because uh, he's a sexier name than Julius Randle. But Julius Randle's production has been worth way more than $400 more than he is of Zion. So you might as well just spend up for Julius Randle. And Brandon Ingram at 8,400 is a safe play. Um, I don't think this game will be a blowout. You know, I think Kyrie can uh, keep him in there. You know, New Orleans is not a juggernaut. So Brandon Ingram is probably the safest play, like you said. Um, I like Najee Marshall, but I'm just not sure. um, His price point has gotten up a little bit for me. But you could put him in your lineup if you want. But, you know, there's a lot of options for you out there. I like it. You ready to go on to these last two games? Let's do it. All right, man. And these are the late games. Both start at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The first one is the Clippers at the Blazers. No spread, but we do have an injury report. On the Clippers side, we have Pat Bev and Serge Ibaka both out. 
On the Blazers, we have some big ones. Damian Lillard, Joseph Nurkic, and Zach Collins all out. Uh, we'll start with the Clippers. Uh, I'll throw it over to you. Now that we have Kawhi back, uh, can you play George or Leonard in this matchup, knowing that there's no Nurkic or Dame, or Dame Dash? Uh, can you play the these guys and, and pay up for this 9K? Or, or not can you, do you want to? Uh, you definitely want to at least pick one of the guys. It's just a matter of who you would prefer because they're pretty much the same price point, 9200 Um I think it's safe to play one of them. Uh, they're, they're probably going to be anywhere from 40 to 55 DraftKings points, both of them. You know, they, they, should, they should both be in that same range. So it's just your matter of opinion. Um, I'm not really looking at anyone else with that much confidence on the Clippers um, because Reggie Jackson's price point is 5600 That's getting up a little too high for me. And I don't trust Marcus Morris. Um, or Zubak right now. What do you think for the Clippers side? And yeah, one thing, uh, all the all the teams in these last four and these both late games, they're all on the front end of a back-to-back. Uh, so there is a possibility, which kind of stinks because they are so much later than the other games, that they do rest George, Leonard, or anyone on the front end or, or vice versa. Uh, so I'll we'll have to keep an eye on that. And if George or Leonard, one of those misses, especially when you look at the other side of the ball and you see no Nurkic and no Lillard. Um, if one of those misses, then yeah, I really like the other one. If they both play, I think they are, they're both going to be around value, uh, but their upside is a little bit capped, especially if they just take a big lead because then they're going to rest these guys a little bit earlier knowing that they'll be playing again tomorrow night. Um, so that's mm-hmm. what gives me a slight pause on them, uh, but if I had to pick one, I know Paul George is playing really well right now, but uh, I'd probably just go Leonard. $200 less, you don't see that often this year. Uh, so I'll just go with, with the better guy for a, a slightly cheaper. Uh, but I don't mind Reggie Jackson at 5'6". I have a feeling that there are going to be people added to the injury report, as the Clippers like to do as the day goes on. So that's what I'm, I'm banking on. Uh, if everybody stays the same and then no one gets added i'm not going to have as much shares of him as other guys because uh five six is a little higher than i'd want to pay knowing we do have some other options uh but if Kawhi or george or anybody starts missing these these games that's just extra usage for reggie jackson uh we know that when he gets those extra shots he can be pretty good um but yeah i'm, I'm kind of with you outside of that uh unless people are missing i'm not really too interested uh, despite a good matchup in the rest of the guys on, on the Clippers. And that's a good point about the back-to-backs you mentioned. Uh, since this game is a 10 o'clock uh, kickoff, tip-off, do you think you would just <laughs> stay away from PG and Kawhi, considering they could you know, switch one of them out, or will you just swap them at the last minute? Um, if, if, you have, if you can put them in your uh, – like, one of your guard forward or especially util spots, then I don't think you have to just because we do have so many other options. We have like a Towns who probably comes comes in questionable maybe, uh, but you have Fox as an alternative. Uh, you have McCollum. You have people that we can switch to if not, or you switch to the other guy. Uh, so if you have George in your utility spot, he's out. You switch to Kawhi and, and vice versa. So I think we have enough options to where it won't crush us. But also we've seen that the Clippers have rolled their guys out after lineups 
or after their game actually locks. So that would be a concern uh, that you'd have to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah, that's just good information, you know, for you to consider with your lineup. Yep. And on the other side of the ball, on the Blazers' side, no Lillard again, no Nurkic. Uh, what are you looking at? It's just it's just crazy how everyone that's in the MVP conversation gets hurt, you know, pretty much. <laughs> Except Jokic, he's the last man standing, so it's just it's just crazy. Um, but yeah, with uh, Dame out, I think you can look at CJ McCollum at eighty nine hundred. He's one of my favorite plays of the night. Um, you know, he's been getting for in the forties the last few games, and that's that's pretty much a lock with Dame out, and he could possibly get to fifty. Uh, this is going to be a competitive game. You know, he's going to be the main guy on offense for the team. Uh, I think you can look at Norman Powell. His price is going up a little high for me. But with Dame out, and like I said, this competitive game, I think he should put up some points and uh, be productive all around. Uh, with Nurkic out, you can look at Enos Kander at 6,100. Um, he could easily have a double-double with big rebounds. You know, a couple games ago, he had 30 rebounds. So I could see him getting at least 12 to 15 rebounds in this game. Uh, he's a safe play. Uh, just a guy I got a question for you about. What do you think about Rondé Hollis-Jefferson? Um, they recently signed him on the Blazers. He's 3,400, played 22 minutes last game. Would you consider putting him in your lineup or is it too risky? Uh, I think we could. He started in, in the game on Sunday. I know he played 22 minutes, but he's still getting his feet under him, and he started – Played 22 minutes at 3,400. There's not many people that you can try or that we talked about under uh, 4K this this slate. So I think he's definitely an option for me, as is uh, Anthony Simons at 3,800. Without uh, Lillard, he played 30 minutes in the last two games. Uh, so I think you can look at both those guys under 4K. And another guy, Derek Jones Jr., didn't see the floor on Sunday. So, uh, he wasn't hurt. He wasn't in foul trouble, anything. He just didn't play. But, um, yeah, for, I for heard, the rest, Didn't Anthony oh, Simons get hurt a game or two ago? Yeah, he, he, he got hurt mid-game, and then he came back and um, still wound okay. up playing over 30 minutes, which says a lot. That means they want, they do want to play him. And mm-hmm. it was a pretty close game. <clears throat> um, outside of those two guys under 4K... I'm I'm with you. I I like McCollum anytime Lillard's out, and and now you have also have Nurkic out. He's clear the number one option. So yes, I like him. Nurkic anytime. I'm Nurkic and <laughs> Cantor anytime <laughs> Nurkic is out, uh, we can give him a look. He only played 17 minutes in that last one, which was surprising. They went to Jefferson a lot, but that might have been due to the fact that Charlotte plays very small, uh, and Cantor can't really match up with P.J. Washington on defense with Washington's hanging around the three-point line. Uh, the Clippers don't have don't pose that same threat with Zubats as their primary center, so I think 6100 is a very good price. Uh, and Powell, the first and only time he played the Clippers this season, he didn't do much outside of scoring, but he dropped 32 points on only 18 shot attempts. Uh, he took 15 free throws. Probably won't get to the line that much, but that just shows he was super aggressive in that matchup. And uh, even if he drops 30, instead of 32 actual points, he drops 24. He's looking at some value here, so I don't mind going to, to him as well, uh, especially with no Lillard. More shots are coming his way. Okay, what, uh, what, what would you think about 
Norman Powell or RJ Barrett, just for comparison for people out there that might be making that decision. Yeah, and that and that's uh, a slight tricky one there, but I would probably go uh, Norman Powell if I had to pick the two, just because I know Lillard's out. Uh, and then there might be the chance that one of those Clippers guys miss and makes it even a better matchup. Um, but Knicks have a great matchup in, in Charlotte. Um, probably have more ownership in Powell just because there's no Lillard out. Uh, but I would rather take that that chance there uh, and have more late game action. Good call, good call. All right, man. And now we'll jump on over to the last game of the night. Again, no spread here, but we do have an injury report. Uh, this is the Minnesota Timberwolves at the Sacramento Kings. On the Timberwolves, there's not even a mention of Towns on the official injury report. Uh, we have Malik Beasley out, Jalen Noel doubtful. On the Kings, Marvin Bagley supposed to be getting closer to returning. He's out. Rashawn Holmes out. Robert Woodard the third is out. I'll, I'll take the controls as the last game. Uh, we have on the, the Wolves, I, I guess they don't have Towns on the injury report. So uh, they had the last thing they said is he will play Tuesday. And at 10-6 against a Kings team with zero Rashawn Holmes and lots of um, <clears throat> Hassan Whiteside and Damian Jones. Yes, I mentioned or Towns is one of the people I'd pay up to, and he is the highest priced guy on the slate. Uh, him and Randall, and then Kyrie Irving, where we have two guys over 10K, and that's it. But uh, this is a very good matchup. I expect Towns to play a lot. He was playing even in a blowout against the Clippers. Uh, that's when he got hurt early in the fourth quarter. But no one on Sacramento is is going to be able to match up with him, and I am willing to pay the highest price on the slate for him because of that. Uh, this is going to be a fast-paced matchup. Not the best defenses going at it, and Towns is the best player in this game. So I'm fully capable uh, and fully willing to spend up there. And likewise on um, little Ant-Man Edwards, 7-1. I, I don't know why I said little. I just wanted to say the Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> But at 7-1, this guy's been putting up value. Uh, even with D'Angelo Russell back in the fold, uh, he's playing a ton of minutes. It, even Blowout or not, he was seeing minutes. He played a lot of the fourth quarter against the Clippers, and they were down over 30 points. So uh, this guy's seeing the floor. And the Kings shooting guards against the Kings. Uh, Mike says it all the time, and it's true. The Kings can't guard shooting guards. So Anthony Edwards at 7-1. I really like him. Um, and... Uh, those are the easily the two favorites that I like. Uh, next, another guy that I would take a slight look at is Ricky Rubio at 5K. Uh, not in love with him, but he's on the edge of my player pool just because he has some upside, and, and this matchup should be fast-paced and fit his style of play a little bit better. Um, but again, I'm not super, super into that play. And the only other guy I would take a look at, kind of coming back down to earth and, and not great, but... Uh, J.D. McDaniels is back under 4K, so if you want to take another stab, I don't mind it. He still has talent. Uh, he just hasn't been putting it together lately, but he's due for a, a solid game. He makes more of a GPP play for me because uh, he's not safe. Right, right. Um, and I kind of differ from you on Car Anthony Towns at 10,600. I think uh, with this, you know, the knee injury that he potentially suffered. Uh, if with him playing in this game, I don't see them playing him heavy minutes. Um, you know, even the game before he played 26 minutes, the game he got injured 25. 
I don't see him playing uh, over 30 minutes in this game because why? You know, why? Well, there's no reason. It's against the Kings. Your team's going nowhere. Why play cat heavy minutes? And that's a high, um, you know, price point for him at 10600 So, to me, that's that's a risk. If he were completely healthy, yes. But, you know, for me, I'm a little cautious with that. Um, Anthony Edwards, you hit that spot on 7100 against the Kings. That's a great play. Uh, and the only other guy I'm looking at is D'Angelo Russell at 6000 You know, he's back. He's been playing for uh, since uh, April 5th. Um, they're still slowly ramping him up. You know, he's just getting in the 20-minute range. But uh, he, we know he has the potential to blow up, and I think this is a great matchup for him to do so. Um, two of his games have been uh, 36 and 43 drafting points, so a lot of 20s and 19s lately. But we know he has that potential, and I think that's an upside play you can put in your lineup uh, to where that would be fun watching him go off because he has that potential. All right, I like it. Uh, kind of, not really. But <laughs> we'll jump on over to the other side of the ball. And we have De'Aaron Fox at 9,800. He's the high guy. And I don't mind going there. I, I'm not going to have a ton of exposure to him. I know he's been playing awesome lately, but he's almost 10K. And uh, I think we we can look at Kyrie Irving slightly safer. Uh, we can look at even the big guys there. So I'm not going to go at him as, as the fourth highest guy on the slate, uh, but he's been playing awesome. So I'm not going to say don't play him. I just, I think that price tag is, is through the roof right now. Uh, he has been eating value on it though. So there is that. Um, I do like Tyrese Halliburton at five, nine. He's, he only played 16 minutes in the last one. Uh, he only scored three points. This guy has been playing last couple kind of duds but before that he was around uh around the 30 minute mark and over i expect him to climb back into that uh minutes range and he's under 6k for the first time in a while so we can <clears throat> go go look at him there um hassan Whiteside, he's nearly 6k now without rashawn holmes he only played 19 minutes in that last one he played over 20 minutes in the two games before that uh but that's all the guy needs really to bring back production. It's insane. He put up, he's put up two double doubles and a near double double in the most 24 minutes in the last three games, uh, 36, 29 and 27 fantasy points. So he's still pretty much bringing back value and he's not even playing a half a game. It's, it's crazy. So we can look at him here. Uh, if he gets 25 to, or if he gets 27 to 30 minutes, you know, you're getting value. If he doesn't, uh, you're probably getting close to value or just right on value. So I, I don't mind going there. Uh, and Mo Harkless, another guy under 4K. I don't like him, but they're they're giving him minutes. And for whatever reason, we can go to him <laughs> because, because he's getting minutes. Uh, and that's probably where I'm uh, sticking at right now uh, for this king side. Yeah, you took my guy, Mo Harkless. I just knew you weren't going to mention him. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, and I hate calling him my guy. It's just, you know, he's a sleeper uh, pick. Everybody uh, heard it. Everyone heard it. I know. <laughs> At 3,600. But hey, I did like the last game. Uh, he, him and Porzingis got into it. He didn't back down. You know, that was that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, he had 22 drafting points the other night. And I'm sure the team liked that too, him getting into it with Porzingis. They both got a double set. Um, and I love Whiteside at 5,800. Like you said, he doesn't need the big minutes, but he could potentially get them because 
Damian Jones is not that good of a basketball player. Um, so uh, if Cat's going to be out there, you need someone out there that's competent. And I think Whiteside should be out there for a little bit more this game. Um, and I think you can look at Harrison Barnes at 6700 He's very similar to Norman Powell. You know, they're priced, you know, only $300 a point apart. So you can depend on your matchup. Uh, you know, if Kawhi and PG play, you scared off of Norman Powell. I think you could put in Harrison Barnes in your lineup. Um, he should be a pretty safe play. And, you know, like you said, Fox has been putting up the production. You want to spend big at the point guard, be contrarian to uh, Kyrie. Uh, Fox can do it. I mean, he's he's – if this was the beginning of the season, he'd be making this case for an all-star team as great as he's been playing lately. And uh, no one on Minnesota can stop him. D'Angelo, like we said, D'Angelo Russell, you know, in the 20-minute range, still com- uh, coming back from that injury. Rubio's not going to stop him. So, I mean, he should be a lock for uh, minimum 40, 45 drafting points. So, Ooh. it's a lot of options in this matchup. <laughs> yes. You disagree? No, I just wanted to say, ooh, I think yeah, yeah, I think he's he's locked in for a solid uh, amount of points. That we do have other options though. Uh, that was why I was thinking of playing too too much. I think we have a bet on cat. Cat for what? Well, you think he's gonna blow up? I don't. So I mean, what what's the over under? Fifty, forty five. Oh, he's gonna crush fifty. Okay, fifty. Let's do it. I'm say under fifty. I, I would have said 45 because you went there, but yeah, he's going to be over 50. <laughs> All right. All right. I mean, you keep losing. You keep throwing bets at me. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I won the first and I'm 0 for 2 since then, but I'm <laughs> going to tie it back up now. Y'all remember that bet, okay? Yeah, he's gonna, he'll be over 50. Um, <laughs> All right, man. And that was it for our five gamer, but we do have the tiers and we'll throw it really quickly. Uh, the I know you like to say 85 guys here, <laughs> but we'll go uh, the expensive tier, mid-tier, and the uh, value tier here. Um, we can say value tier is 4.8 and below, or we can say 5 because there's only 5 games. Uh, anything under 5K we'll say is value, and the other ones are standard. But um, who is your favorite expensive guy on this slate? And we do have quite a few. Uh, for a 5-game slate, we have a lot of expensive guys. Yeah, for me, mine is not too expensive, but uh, 8900 uh for C.J. McCollum with Damian Lillard out. I just think that's a great play against the Clippers. Reggie Jackson won't be able to stop him. So I'll say C.J. Who you got? All right, C.J. McCollum at 8.9. Book it. <laughs> Book it. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at all the, the high-priced guys, and they all intrigue me slightly. We already know who you uh, want. But I, I like Kyrie at nine nine. He's probably going to be pretty obvious, and he's going against the the Hornets, who just bleed fantasy points to people. Uh, so I'm just going to go with him. I think it's he's super safe on this slate. Sounds good. All right, man. And how about your mid tier? Who do you like in that mid tier range? Well, my mid tier range that was pretty tough for me, um, but I'm gonna go with Hassan Whiteside. You know we. People have been having on their fantasy teams all year, and you've been, you know, hoping for production. Now is the time for it to finally pay off. I'm at 5,800 against Minnesota. I think he's a safe play. I don't feel great about that, but he's a safe <laughs> play. <laughs> Who you got? Right. And I like Ant Edwards at 7-1, Ant-Man. Uh, whether he plays 
shooting guard, small forward. You can score on on the wings against the Kings, and uh, he's going to be playing probably 35 to 40 minutes in this game. 7-1, bring back value. I, I just like him. Okay. And how about on the um, value side of the ball? Or I don't know what that means, but how about your value play? <laughs> the Walmart great value play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Presented to you I got by... Two, right? I got two guys. So do you want to go first? No, you, you got it. It's all you. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Gary Harris at 4,400. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> with all the injuries to the Magic and his minutes and production ramping up, I think that's a great play. Um, and I'd like DeAndre Jordan, if he's going to start or, you know, be heavily involved at 3,900, I think that's a steal of a price. Who you got? Yeah. And I like both of those. Uh, I'll throw Landry Shamit in. Shamay, Sham, Sham, wow. Um, however <laughs> you want to say that 4,400. <laughs> Sham, wow. Uh, he's been getting a ton of minutes lately. Uh, for him, he's getting a good amount of shots. He's double high teens points or more in the last four games against the Horn or against the Pelicans. You can expect that to continue again. And uh, only forty four hundred. I like that. Sounds good. All right, man. And that'll do it for our Tuesday DFS Today show. Is there anything you want to say before we head on out of here? I will say one thing. I know you wish I didn't have oh anything, but I did. <laughs> but no, um, recent report came out that the Rockets guard Sterling Brown was jumped outside of a club Sunday in Miami, hit, hit over the head with a bottle. You know, you know, I guess he got bruised up a little bit with that. And, you know, but he's expected to make a full recovery. So I just want to wish well wishes to him and hope all the NBA players out there stay safe. Because they say he didn't even know the people. It was just random acts of violence. So. People are at, clearly acting crazy these days, so I had to throw that out there. All right. It w- that wasn't that bad. I thought you were going to do your normal self, but that one was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, and you heard it here. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in, and tomorrow we will have Keith should be back. He had his second uh, shot last week, so he, he wasn't feeling good to go, to go, but he should be back with Mike for tomorrow's episode, and uh, we will catch you again next week but thank you guys for tuning in and good luck peace this has been a hoop ball presentation